Hi, this is Dr. Sean Handorp, clinical psychologist and health behavior expert, and this is the Motivation Made Easy podcast. Each week, I'll be bringing you science-backed information, strategies, and inspiration to master your relationship with food so that you can feel in control of your habits, respect your body, and free your mind to focus on the things in life that truly matter. I'm a clinical psychologist, and I've had years of experience doing research and patient care in the field of weight management and eating disorders. So I've had the insider view on understanding what works and what we're getting very, very wrong. In this podcast, you'll find practical information and tips based on motivation science, interviews from experts, and stories from real people and how they've navigated their relationship with food. My goal is to empower you with information, inspire you to make changes that fit you, and feel 100% supported along the way. So settle in and make yourself comfortable, and get excited to learn and take action for a better, healthier, more energized life. Hey everyone, welcome back to our second um, part two of our anniversary episode because the motivation made easy podcast is one it's very exciting we've been coming out with consistent episodes for the past year so if you didn't um, listen to last week's episode we covered my um, my favorite episodes why you need to listen to them but we did some motivation made easy episode awards so this includes awards like most downloaded interview and solo episodes most talked about episodes and the best kept secret episode, um, my favorite episodes that were most kind of influential to me as um, the interviewer. We talked about top countries that people are listening from, and we talked about some my main takeaways after a year of podcasting. So make sure you check that out um, from last week. But this week, so part two of our anniversary episode. We're going to talk about um, a breakdown of some of the episodes for specific purposes that you tell me you have. So, um, you know, unfortunately, many people still don't understand this approach and what we're doing here with sort of a non-diet approach, and understandably so. It's not in training programs. It's not very talked about. It's not very widely known. So we're going to talk about um, some best episodes for specific purposes to help people understand this, what you're doing more. Um, we're also going to talk about best episodes to answer questions about how-to questions because a lot of it, you might be like, okay, Sean, I get it. I buy into this, but how do I actually do this? Like when you say make consistent change and do the work, like what does that mean? And um, so we, I have some specific episodes I'm going to point you to that are most geared towards those questions. Uh, and then at the end of today's episode, um, we're going to talk about kind of what I've learned about my field doing this podcast, how my thinking has dramatically shifted just in the past year. And a lot of that is the podcast. Um, also the work I've been doing with one-on-one -on -one clients, but um, just this dramatic shift that I've, I've kind of noticed in myself, um, despite being in this formal, this field formally uh, for about 20 years. So it's kind of cool. And then I'm going to talk about some of the kind of ultimate truths that have been consistently revealed to me in these conversations and, and what I've learned about 
what it means to have sustainable habit change um, and, and how it actually works. And I'm really starting to solidify this stuff in my brain. I'm actually mentioned last week, but I'm coming back from like a, uh, essentially a two week break from the podcast side of the business. I, I took a one week break off both of my businesses and then I did um, only therapy one-on-one visits for a week. So I kind of had, uh, well, I was sort of had a cold, but so it wasn't as much of a restorative vacation as I wanted, but point is my brain has had some time to like rest and then I'm coming back even clearer on some of these things, which is kind of cool. It's kind of how it works when I rest, right? Um, so I'm going to be sharing about all of that today. I cannot wait to dive in. Um, and yeah, can't wait to get started with you today. So let's get going. Do you ever worry that you're wasting your life? I definitely did. In fact, I wrote that in my journal many years ago when I was in the middle of the diet binge roller coaster ride. I woke up every day thinking about food, my body, and what I would eat that day to quote unquote be healthy. The notebooks I had filled with calories and points could fill up a spare bedroom. Social events and vacations immediately prompted the thought they will notice I've gained weight or I need to lose weight by then. Deep down, I knew I wasn't living life the way I wanted to, but I didn't know how to pull myself out of it. If this is you, I want you to imagine what it would feel like to feel empowered in your body and proud of your choices on a consistent basis. I promise you this is possible and it isn't too late. You see, dieting steals our motivation. It makes us ineffective and lose faith in ourselves. It keeps us spinning our wheels in a system that was never built to work. If you're ready to take that first step to motivating yourself with what matters to you, download my Cultivate Powerful Motivation Guide, which is quite beautifully designed if I say so myself, and walk through the simple three steps to cultivate motivation that works for you in 15 minutes or less. You'll get a simple formula to write one sentence at the end that you can use to motivate yourself on a daily basis. You can write this sentence on your bathroom mirror, put it on the background of your phone, or just read it and repeat it in your mind consistently. Look, I know how much it hurts to live a life worrying that you're missing out, not stepping into the person that you were truly meant to be. You can listen to the podcast all day, but taking that first step, putting pen to paper or typing on your phone is required for true lasting change. It's time to start living, my friend. So it's 100% free. What are you waiting for? Grab your free guide today at drhondorp.com forward slash motivate. That's D-R-H-O-N-D-O-R-P.com forward slash motivate. And before we dive into today's episode, just a reminder that this podcast and corresponding blog are for informational and educational purposes only and should not ever be construed as any form of professional advice. If you are struggling in any of these areas or trying to figure out how this applies to your specific situation, always consult a professional for guidance. All right, let's dive in. Okay, so just before we dive into today's episode, I'm going to give you a little behind the scenes. Um, I am batch recording some episodes because um, it's more efficient and uh, my behind the scenes are twofold. One, I'm batch recording. My kids are not in daycare this week, so I'm going to go get them soon, um, and I'm not seeing any one-on-one, one-on-one clients this week, um, or not this week, today, and so I'm not in my normal professional attire. I'm wearing this shirt that 
my dad actually got me a while ago and it has um the the wording on it is one tough cookie and it has a cookie that is like holding up its arms in a like double bicep and it looks kind of mad so it's like an angry cookie and it's a pink shirt so I just think that's like funny and I want to set the scene but the other thing I wanted to set the scene on was um I record my podcast with a headset that my friend gave to me because she didn't need it anymore for work it's supposed to be cutting out background noise but half the time when I put this headset on I forget to plug it in so the last episode I did I did it with the headset on, not plugged in. So I just thought that that was funny, and I wanted to share that with you. Okay, so in celebration of the one-year birthday or anniversary, whatever we want to call it, of the Motivation Made Easy podcast, we're going to have a little bit of a guide for specific episodes that you may want to share with people for specific reasons, or you may want to listen to for specific reasons. So these are probably the two things that people ask me about the most is trying to, um, the first one is trying to help people understand what you are doing when you take a non-diet approach or when you approach health the way we do on this podcast from a very building up internal autonomous motivation and therefore sustainable motivation for habit change and what you want to do in your life versus diet mentality. So Because the reality is, even though there is a movement to understand this approach, many, many people still have the old, the old model. And I'm going to talk a little bit about this later, but like, this is because this information is, is hard to seek out and find. And a lot of times when we get exposed to it, we're like, huh, kind of makes sense. But like, we don't actually maybe buy into it fully or, um, it's it's just we're not getting exposed to it enough and so that is certainly one of the reasons I I created this podcast um because so it's it when people don't get it it's easy to be frustrated with them but remember that like all of us were there mostly (laughs) um we didn't get this either and um it's it's nuanced in some ways it's counter to so much that we're taught and you know I was in the health field in a standard way, looking at the psychology of health behavior change, essentially my, for 20 years. And I've only, I mean, I got exposed to this approach, I don't know, about eight years ago or so now. Um, so I guess I was only, it took me 12 years to find it. Um, but I was like actively looking. And so, and intuitive eating was around. I just, no one shared it with me. So just, you know, we can remember that and try to have compassion, even though it's totally valid to be frustrated that people don't get it. So when we're really looking at, like, like I said uh, last time, this, I've never believed in this approach more. So we want to help people understand why it makes sense, why it's effective, why it's evidence-based. And um, to do that, we um, need some, some help often. So Um, so the top episodes for understanding why this approach, meaning health at every size or intuitive eating really makes sense at a scientific biological level. Um, this, these episodes are great for helping people to understand why this like idea of obesity or weight causes health problems is scientifically flawed and almost always unhelpful. 
because again, we've been told this for our whole lives, most of us. And um, this is also good for someone who asks questions like, what about someone who needs to lose weight for health reasons? Like this is a innocent question that truly is just like people trying to understand this, right? And um, they're not, uh, they're not trying to like be, I don't know, hurtful. They're just trying to, and hopefully they're just like asking with curiosity, right? Which all isn't always the case, but um, also if you're, someone's like been told or, or many people are told, my doctor told me that this problem, whatever it is, enter X problem was related to my weight and I need to lose weight to improve this problem. So I can't do this intuitive eating. I can't do this anti-diet approach. I have real health concerns that need to be addressed. This is super, super common. It's such a good question. And some of these episodes really break down why this approach is the best approach for most health problems. It's, and this approach is not, um, there's different ways to do this approach and you can do it in a way that feels right for you. That's where the autonomy piece comes in. Um, so it's learning to trust yourself that you have some of the answers and that your doctor may have some information for you, but you still, um, you take that information and you make it work for you. And so um, when they say, when your doctor might say, you just have to lose weight and, and they might recommend something like calorie counting, you can take that information and say, okay, and maybe consult with other professionals as well for further guidance to like, how can I make this my own? And again, an an anti-diet approach does not mean that you don't make health habit changes at all. In fact, we start to look at what's really causing this health concern and let's make sure we're actually addressing that root cause is really what this is about. And so, um, yeah, without further ado, these episodes dive into even deeper why this makes sense. So if you want to share or just understand it better yourself, why scientifically this makes immense amounts of sense, um, these are great episodes to do so. The first one is episode 32 with Dr. Jillian Murphy. This one is so good. This one, um, I actually didn't say this on the last one, but this was one that profoundly changed me. Um, and in my approach and like made things click for me. So if you haven't listened, go back, listen to the whole episode. But if you don't have enough time, go to episode 32, go to a minute like 23 or so, 23:45. Her answer about why health at every size is, you know, a social justice movement, but also more importantly in this question, she answers the science behind the movement and what we know from research and why it makes sense. And she breaks it down really succinctly and really well in a way that you could share that with someone that you love as well. And I think they're really going to get it. Um, so definitely check that episode out. Um, the next one is episode 36 with Joanna Pastilnik. She is a... Um, dietitian and we talk about PCOS, we get pretty nitty gritty into the science in this episode. So it's like a science heavy episode. Um, but it can be really great if someone's trying to understand particularly more so related to PCOS and women's health. This is a great one. Um, 
but why the advice of like just lose weight, um, eat less carbs for PCOS is very, very misguided and often does harm because we're not addressing root causes. And again, this makes us really, this concept very important, um, very illustrative, I think, in a great example with PCOS as the example, but I, again, I think um, we can all learn from that, even if you don't have that diagnosis. Okay, next is um, episode 56. This one um, was just two episodes ago, so if you haven't listened to it, it's with Dr. Maggie Landis. She is an MD. She is has immense background in the field of medicine. I think she said she's wanted to be a doctor since she was three, if I remember correctly. Um, and we talk about specifically, we talk about some, actually some listener or body respect program questions specifically asked to her about, hey, like my doctor told me I had this specific health condition. Why does this approach still make sense for me? And so I think hearing those questions broken down by a physician will really help you because um, there's not a lot of fully weight inclusive health at every size aligned physicians, but we got one on our podcast. And um, yeah, so Dr. Landis has a really interesting story for herself um, and how things really started to click and make sense for her um, actually after a cancer diagnosis. And ironically, it's again, the sort of this idea of like, how do we get exposed to this approach and, and how does it make it into our awareness? So that's kind of an interesting aspect. But um, if you, someone else benefits from like hearing a physician talk about this, um, which I think is valid, right? Like I think people, um, as much as like, I believe in this approach, I'm a psychologist and I totally get, you're going to probably want to hear it from other sources too. So, and so will other people. Sometimes it helps to hear it from a physician and that's okay. Um, so that's a great episode as well for potentially sharing with other people in your life. So, Okay, next I want to talk about top episodes for really the how-to practical tips to getting out of the binge cycle. So one of the things that I've learned really well in owning my own business in the past year, also in being a mother, is the importance of delegation. So this is kind of, um, so I joined this business training last April 2021. It's called Run Like Clockwork. It's been incredible. It's like change the way I think about everything. And it's kind of funny because they talk all about autonomy and that's what drew me to them because I talk about autonomy and health. They talk about autonomy in terms of work. Um, but one aspect that of delegation that's hard but crucial is often realizing that we feel like we need to do everything and that no one will do it to our standards when in reality, though it can be really hard on our ego, a lot of times people have strengths that lead them to do things better than us. And so I've learned this in terms of like raising my kids and like some people are better at teaching them certain skills and things that I am, or even just like might enjoy doing things more with them than I do in certain areas. And like, that's okay. And I can have them do those things. And like, I can focus on doing the things with them that I love and that I really enjoy because then it's like true quality time for them. So it's sort of like a work smarter, not harder to do all the things approach to, I don't know, I think about it in terms of everything. Um, but in terms of business, what I've learned too is that there's more, there's people that are better than me at breaking down these nuanced topics, particularly as it relates to 
the diet binge cycle. Um, and kind of ironically, but maybe not, many times these folks are not clinicians by training. Um, they can be, um, but a lot of times it's because they've had personal experiences with this and they have really done a great job of like breaking down the how of how they got out of this cycle. Um, and some of them like are maybe closer to the experience and, and they just might be better at breaking down concepts. And so this was a uh, episode that I shared last time as one of my influential conversations, most influential episodes, but I want to mention it again here because in episode 53, Stephanie Michelle does such a good job sharing her story of, again, being in this like 25 years of disordered eating, binge eating, going to many different eating sort of treatment centers. Um, but because there's so much diet culture infused in like most things, including eating disorder treatment, she was still stuck. So she does such a good job of like breaking down what's going to help you really truly break free. And so we cover five questions to ask yourself to help you break out of the binge eating cycle. Um, and you're not going to want to miss that episode if you haven't already. Going back to those questions, even having those questions handy and ready, written out for in the moment when, when you're feeling that urge to eat something and you feel a lot of guilt, like let's just get curious. Let's dig in. Like she talks about staying with yourself, staying with your body and, um, it's easier if you have some tangible things to like ask yourself in the moment. So she, so go to that episode and write down those five questions or just go to her Instagram and write down the questions. But it's, it's been a while since that post went up. Um, so the questions are all in the episode, episode 53. And then kind of farther back in episode 35, Victoria Evans is another example of someone who went through personal experience of eating disorders, disordered eating, lots of dieting, and now coaches women in this area. And um, she has so much practical advice about how to build trust with your body. And um, so go to that episode and and go into, um, I think, believe it's more the second half. We talk about like some really tangible how-tos of how to build up trust consistently over time. She has a strategy called Trust and Wins, and uh, it involves notes on your phone, and it's really good. So check it out. And then... Um, in terms of another how-to that is really, really hard, but crucial. So, so often we're like, how do I change my eating and how do I, you know, change my relationship to food? But underneath all of that is the skill of practicing self-compassion, responding to pain in a different way, allowing yourself to experience difficult emotions, difficult thoughts, and staying with them. And that is a really hard thing and, and crucial uh, also, right? And so um, if we talk about the root of the tree, the branches is binge eating and uh, anxiety, depression would fall into branches. The root is self-worth um, and, and developing self-worth that is not conditional or dependent on body size or how you ate that day or other external things or what people think of you. It's dependent on you have worth regardless of what you do. And that is hard. Um, but that is really key to ironically being able to feel in control and that you can live the life you want to live. And so how to episodes for this are 
back to the episode with Dr. Adia Gooden on unconditional self-worth. Um, this conversation was one that I remembered in um, primarily in the summer last year. I was really struggling with balance at work and a lot of guilt about how to make my businesses make sense for my life and not overtake my life. And I felt very badly about myself, about how much I focused on it and how much I was thinking about it. And I felt a lot of shame and I kept calling myself a workaholic, which actually is not true. Um, I like relaxing. I like not doing. And yet I was just telling myself this story and I knew I was doing it, but I was really struggling with it. And you know, I think it took me many months of like practicing modeling different language and trying to meet myself where I was at. A lot of talking about things with my support system, um, some journaling. That episode helped me to make this shift. And it's again, this like, we got to consistently show up for ourselves where we're at. And that episode really, really helped me with some language I could use because, um, Dr. Gooden in that episode models language that you can use when you're in moments of doubt, in moments of shame. And I think it's great. So check that out. Um, another one related to self-compassion is the episode with Dr. Alexis Connison. So again, she has her new book. A lot of her book talks about mindfulness, but not in a, um, you know, I think again, mindfulness, we can think of, there's a lot of misconceptions about mindfulness. Um, but you don't have to do it for 30 minutes, an hour a day. Like you can do it for short bouts and there's still so much benefit. It's just learning to stay with yourself, learning to stay with what's there, learning to listen. It's a process. There's a lot of unlearning that has to do with it. It's uncomfortable, but you can do it. And we talk about that in the episode two of like ways to just gradually start small. It's about consistency over time. All right. And then... Um, the other thing that I just wanted to mention in terms of like so often my story episodes, I mean, there's stories infused in all the episodes, but the episodes that are like truly just story based are actually very um, downloaded episodes too. They didn't quite make the highest downloads, but um, all three of these story episodes were um, actually like people just kind enough to share our story with with uh, me and the listeners and um, they're inspiring. And, and so if you're just like, I just need some inspiration. And we talk about some how-tos and what worked for them. But it was more, these are more just like stories of real women who have gone through this experience, unlearned a lot of stuff, and learned a lot of stuff too. Learned to trust themselves. Learned to truly eat intuitively, but listen to their overall intuition. So intuition, intuitive eating to me is an aspect of intuition, which is like learning about yourself as a whole and learning to listen to yourself as a whole person. Um, it's certainly not just listening to hunger and fullness, although that's a component of it. It's listening to you and what you know is right for you and your life and knowing that that's going to be different than other people's. And there's not one roadmap for you. And that's hard but that's okay. And that's the freedom. And the that's the amazing thing about it, right? Is that we're all going to have different 
um, journeys with this is going to look different and what um, certainly what it looks like from the outside will always look different. No one knows if you're in diet mentality or if you're an intuitive eater except you. Or no one knows if you're learning to your living life by your own terms or living life for other people except you. And these stories um, highlight that. So these stories are, um, again, Shadow Ball. We talked about that episode last time. Um, it's a really good one. And so make sure you check out that episode, Shadow Ball, about uh, trusting the process of intuitive eating and common objections and fears that come up. Jen Radke of the wonderful Fat Girl Book Club podcast that I talk about often. Um, her episode was an early episode, but her episode is, um, actually, let me find it real quick so I can, we'll make sure we're linking to all these in the show notes, but, um, she was an early guest and she talks about just her kind of eventually finding body liberation and, uh, and what that looked like for her. And she's just doing incredible things with the world now. So. Um, yeah, so that was episode eight, um, Freedom, Joy, and Body Liberation with Jen Radke. It's an excellent episode. And then um, the final one that I get a lot of really positive feedback on is from Rachel Rickabaugh. She was gracious enough to share her story, and she's got a really incredible one, too. Um, so that one is is um, episode 43, Empowering Yourself with Science and Intuition with Rachel Rickabaugh. And um, that one's a story of, it's, um, it's interesting. I think it's, you know, I think there's so many key themes in so many of these stories, and yet the exact timeline might look different. Um, so Rachel had an experience where she was making habit shifts and changes in a way that felt really good and, and felt really sustainable to her and then at some point it shifted it shifted from internal motivation and self-care to external and so she talks about how she shifted it back to internal and learned to trust herself again and it's uh it's very very good um and then finally a few episodes for tips that are covering you know more holistic and true wellness so you know if you know me by now you know one of my main messages in this podcast is um, really learning where we overfocus on eating and exercise when it comes to our health. And um, again, not that those things don't matter, but there's just so much more to it. And so because we're so wrapped up in like calorie tracking and the next weight loss plan and doing good and being on track, we miss the things that actually probably will help us more. And so if I had to give you broad picture what we're missing the most, um, sleep. And so we'll talk about episodes about that. Stress and social relationships and actual evidence-based nutrition. So those were my main areas. Um, I actually think stress is one of the biggest ones, but stress is kind of tied up with like all of this, right? And so I don't have a specific stress episode. All of our episodes talk about how to not stress and move away from shoulds and towards internal change. But if you want specific guidance for sleep, um, episodes 33 and 34 with Dr. Heather Gunn um, were really well received. Those are episodes about why sleep matters and how to improve it from my incredible friend and sleep researcher. She's um, honestly a genius when it comes to this area. She 
specifically talks about sleep as it relates to like autonomy and flexibility and relationships. So this is not your standard. We do talk about standard sleep tips, but it's not your standard sleep conversation. Um, she brings a very uh, unique perspective about sleep that you need to hear. So check that out. Episodes 33 and 34 with Dr. Heather Gunn. We talk in um, episode, the lifestyle medicine episode with Dr. Alyssa Vela. We delve into the field of lifestyle medicine and how broadening our view of health serves everyone regardless of body size and health status and how specifically in that episode, we talk about cultural factors and how they're not often considered, but they are also very crucial to factoring into this picture of what is health. And so make sure you check that episode out as well. Um, And then the other thing that we often miss um, is working kind of with our brain and with our characteristics and like, how can we make habit shifts from a place of self-support, but also set ourselves up for success. So actually one thing I would plan to talk about more in future episodes is systems and how we want to set up systems to make the choice we want to make easier for us. Um, So more on that to come. But again, this is one of our most downloaded episodes that got an award last week. Um, But in this episode about ADHD, eating behavior, and weight, Dr. Karen Stewart dives into the relationship here um, about really how understanding your your brain and your personal characteristics is key for um, making any lifestyle change, kind of understanding yourself and understanding what works for you. Okay, and then finally, the episode with, um, oh, I actually just realized that I forgot to talk about this in the last episode. Um, I, I had listed it as one of my top three influential episodes, and then I, I talked about the Stephanie Michelle episode, and I forgot to go back to it. Um, so I just did that. So if you listened last time, you missed it, um, or I didn't share. This was probably one of the most influential episodes to date for me. And there's a couple of reasons for this, but what often is missed when we focus on the ineffective weight related diet cycle is actual evidence-based nutrition. And in this episode, Dr. Yami talks about plant-based eating from a non-diet framework. And so we talk about why diet culture often moves us away from actual positive evidence-based nutrition and not towards it as it claims. And so what's, what was so influential for me for this with this conversation with Dr. Yami is that I've reinforced what I sort of intuitively felt to be true, which is um, that an intuitive eating non-diet approach is compatible with literally any eating style. But we need to understand your motivation for the eating style. So she says so well, she says, if you are eating vegan, uh, vegan diet, because you secretly hope it'll make you be thin, that is most likely restrictive. Even if it's secret and subtle, that is most likely restrictive. And that's most likely not going to be effective. However, if you're eating a vegan diet as she does and her family does from a place of this. I I actually, we didn't talk specifically about her rationale for why, but she talks on her podcast about the rationale for veganism, typically about um, animal rights and environmental um, concerns. And so 
if you're doing it for that reason or or just you're eating this way because it helps you to feel the best and it's consistent with the person you want to be, that's internal motivation and that absolutely could still be intuitive eating. So what's interesting is intuitive eating talks about moving away from food rules and restrictions. But if you're, and I've said this before, from an intuitive eating, I think of it as a framework. Within that framework, you can eat however you want. And that's the whole thing. But you just have to be really honest with yourself about why you're doing what you're doing. And so we talk about this in this episode. But um, we also talk about evidence-based nutrition and, and where diet culture has a ton of myths about it. Um, about like you need protein to feel full and like all these different things that I believed for years and, um, and that many people believe or that like, I don't know, carbohydrates are bad or there's just so many different things. So this episode is super good. Do not miss it. I can't believe I forgot to talk about it last time. It's literally just because I got so excited about talking about my other episode and I went out of order. Okay. So. Finally, I'm just going to talk a little bit about main takeaways based on, again, this year of podcasting. Um, And I talked a little bit about this last time, and I'm going to expand on it. So I've talked about last time. I've never believed in this approach more, and I believe autonomy is key. It's the key to make this make sense and map it on to how it works for you. Because I do think there are, let's say, people that I've worked with where for whatever reason, the way intuitive eating is described, I believe intuitive eating does make sense for everyone, but if for whatever reason, the way it's been described to you thus far doesn't make sense for you, that's okay. We just have to figure out other ways to help you get more, build more trust with your body. And that's where the autonomy piece comes in. And that's where like, it's, it's again, a, a back and forth process of you getting information saying, does this, how does this fit for me? How does this work? How does this help me? How does this make me feel? And trusting yourself and trusting the feedback you get, if nothing else, just from a gut sense of what works for you. And this is how I work with my one-on-one clients. This is how um, we work inside the program. Is it's, um, I've never believed in these concepts more, but it's you integrating them and believing in yourself to use them in a way that works for you. And that's nuanced and it takes time to, to figure out and map out how does this all make sense? And that is because um, our health and our bodies and our relationship with food is just a very, very personal topic. So the other takeaway that I really have solidified in this year is that, you know, our field, field of healthcare, um, I guess the field of eating behavior and and weight, um, there's so many systems that are failing us, but it's not people that are failing it. I mean, yes, people are creating the systems, so in some ways, yes, but I don't believe people are trying to fail us. I, I really, truly in my core don't believe that, and I mean, you could talk about, like, what's motivating them, and, and yeah, there might be some motivations that are not good, like, often money. Um, and, and not that money is a bad thing. It's just, they just don't even know that they're, they're sort of falling into these systems that are, um, that are not serving the people they're trying to help. And when right now I'm talking about healthcare professionals, let's say. So 
I truly believe we're all trying to figure this out given what we've been taught. And most of the time what we've been taught is a weight-centric model and these models that just, um, they, they keep us stuck a lot of times. And, you know, the, I've had the privilege of talking to providers in almost many, many different fields uh, of healthcare and, and helping professions and they all want to help. Um, so I think we want to call out the systems and not the individual people because yeah, the systems do need to change. There are very problematic systems, but calling out the people just creates shame in them and digs them in farther and it's just not effective. And um, I think that's one thing that I've learned is that um, I used to have this fear that maybe it was my own fear that people would think that I was like, I don't know, if, not necessarily like too soft, but just too like, just stop telling us to forgive ourselves or forgive other people. Like, what do we do instead? And, and again, maybe I'm projecting my own thoughts here, but it's just not effective. I think we have to look at what works and like blaming and shaming people doesn't work. It doesn't create change for anyone. And so I think that we just have to keep having conversations. And I think hopefully the podcast is a place where obviously I get to have these conversations with all these cool people, but hopefully you as a listener get to benefit from these conversations. Cause I mean, I know I benefit from other conversations via podcasts too. So point being, let's call out systems, not people is my point there. And, um, next I think, you know, there's, there's some areas where social media can be good. There's been a lot of stories of people here where they understand this approach at a deeper level due to social media. They're exposed to it for the first time at social media. And so it's a great place to promote um, this message to some extent. But I don't think social media is how we're going to solve these problems. Um, meaning that's probably not the place to like get support. Um, it might be just the place to learn about these topics and then take it off social media because um, I, I really do believe that that most conversations back and forth on social media are not particularly productive. So take it off social media, get support maybe from someone on social media who's like teaching these things or, you know, get support in our body respect program or something like that. Because, um, and, and particularly as we think about having productive, non-shaming conversations across health professionals, um, I don't think that's usually happening on social media. So that's another thing that my goal is to take those conversations off of social media to, um, again, the three, this is comes from the book, Digital Minimalism, um, not having conversations via phone, video chat, or in person. So you can hear the nuance in voices. Um, so that's why I love podcasting, so you can hear the nuance in our conversations. But um, I want I want you guys to have these conversations, um, whether getting help for yourself or having productive conversations to under, help people understand this approach more um, in real time, not on social media. Okay, that is my other thing. Um, and... And yeah, so those are my main takeaways. I mean, this has been, as you can tell, an incredible journey for me. Um, and I'm so grateful for just the privilege of being able to do this. Um, I'm so grateful for the 
interns and now team members helping me with this message because it's um, really important that um, one of the my goals with this podcast is is doing it because I am I was transitioning to private practice and I knew um, I can only see people uh, in the states that I'm licensed in. I'm only licensed in two states, and also my uh, one-on-one clinic is full now. Um, and I have a wait list and we need this message farther than the people that I can work with one-on-one. Um, it's very, very crucial to our health that we do so. So thank you again for being here, for listening. You are the best. Um, and if you haven't already, and you would love to give me a gift uh, for this anniversary birthday of the podcast, then you can leave us an Apple podcast review. Just open the Apple podcast app on your phone, open the podcast, Motivation Made Easy, scroll down, and you can just leave us a five-star review. Or if you're so kind, you can write a review and tell us what episodes you loved the most. I would love to hear from you. Um, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. If you're anything like me, you may at times really feel like there's so much pain in the world that it's pretty overwhelming. And even though I do my best to avoid the news, it's hard to avoid feeling helpless at times that you can't do anything to make positive change. Well, I'm here to tell you that there's one positive change that I've made in terms of where I buy my books, and I'd invite you to do the same. Bookshop is a website that supports local bookstores near you, as well as affiliates that work with them. So if you buy through the Bookshop link, you're going to be supporting local bookstores near you in the U.S. and Canada, and you're going to be supporting my blog and podcast. It's kind of like a tip jar. Did you know that if nothing slows their momentum, Amazon will have about 80% of the book market by the end of 2025? Look, I have Amazon Prime, I love the convenience, but this is a super cool way that you can do something positive with where you buy your books and support some really positive causes. Make sure you check it out. You can find all of my favorite books about health and wellness, but also about topics like courage, vulnerability, and even some of my favorite fiction and kids books for the times when you just need some fun, downtime, or some meaningful stories. My recent favorite is related to improving the quality of our lives and the way we use technology and really doing so from a value-based place. No pressure. It's not going to tell you that technology is bad. It's just going to help you to evaluate for you where the pros outweigh the cons and where they don't. So if you believe in supporting local, controlling the things that you can, please consider buying your books through Bookshop and through the Psychology of Wellness link. You can find that in the show notes or you can go to drshawnhondorp.com. That's D-R-S-H-A-W-N-H-O-N-D-O-R-P.com forward slash bookshop. Thank you for tuning in today. Your time is valuable and it means so much to me that you're here. Despite the title of this podcast, many of our topics are not always easy. Change is hard, and let's face it, life and truly looking inward at ourselves can be uncomfortable. That's why I'm grateful. Grateful for you and your willingness to listen, learn, and keep an open mind. I invite you to learn more by going to drshawnhondorp.com or finding me on Instagram at psychology.of.wellness. If you're enjoying this podcast, 
it would be amazing if you could give it a review so more people can find it. Thanks, and I truly hope you have an energetic and inspired day.